everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Miss American Football Podcast. My name is Rebecca Johnston, and I'm your host. I'm passionate about football and female inclusion in the sports industry. Uh, We are really excited over here to be having our first ever episode about the headline of all headlines of this entire quarantine period that the Big Ten has voted to cancel their football season. Uh, I have a ton of my own opinions, my own thoughts based off of some research and just the thoughts of other people in this world and the sports industry. So we're super excited to get into it for you guys today. Um, But first, I want to give some quick background on this vote that happened. So I would like to first say that this was unofficial. It was not something that has made any definite plan. It was the presidents of these universities in the Big Ten voting. And so it was not the coaches. It was not the team, anything like that. It was a 12 to 2 vote. The only two voting for the season was Nebraska and Iowa. Um, So that includes Ohio State. Michigan, Michigan State in the group of no's, um, which will be important for later in this episode. Um, And so I don't know about you guys, but my biggest question um, was why? Why now? And so before I get into all of my specific issues with it, I'll give you some background on the reasoning that the Power Five athletic directors have given for this, what the Big Ten is saying. Um, stuff like that. So the first thing that I just kind of thought was they probably just figured they might as well do this now rather than later. Um, And that was confirmed by um, a Power 5 athletic director quoting, it is inevitable that the season will be canceled. Um, So I guess they truly just felt like this was the only option um, at the end of the day, and they did not want to continue to drag these players, coaches, and programs along for this ride. Um, so that was just kind of what I figured was their, their reasoning behind it. Um, but ESPN just had an article yesterday that I read that gave a little more insight into a a specific reason that this could be happening. Apparently it has come out that a rare heart condition is linked to COVID called myocarditis. Um, it's inflammation of a heart muscle And this is something that they have actually found in one specific player whose mother posted on social media about how terrible it is. And this post really gained some eyes from these decision makers. And so they pretty much decided because of that, this is um, the, the step they wanted to take. Dr. John McKnight quoted, we are not comfortable with what that may look like down the line for these athletes. Um, which here's my, my quick thought on this reasoning before we get into it. Um, I totally think that the health and safety of the athletes should be prioritized. I just don't think they actually are prioritizing it. Um, and I'll get into that in a second, but what first came to my mind was CTE, which if you don't know what that is, it's chronic traumatic encephalopathy, can't really pronounce that word, but it's pretty much brain damage that causes serious mental issues in the future, like depression and suicidal thoughts. This is something that doesn't have a ton of research on it, only because you can only actually do this research on the brain itself after the person has passed away, and so um, it just hasn't been happening. I mean, with modern football and the toll that takes on your brain, um, 
it hasn't, we don't have enough people really to be doing all this research. So the reason I'm talking about this is um, it's clear that there is issues with this down the line, but no one has ever like stopped football because of it. They don't really care. And so my thought is like, well, why do we care about this? If this is also so rare, then why is this our reasoning for canceling the season? Um, and so my thought on this was also mirrored by one of the politicians slash public figures that I wanted to mention that voiced their opinions. Um, the guy who said this was Senator Ben Sass. He penned an open letter to all of these decision makers, and I have a clip from it that I want to read to you guys. It says, here's the reality. Many of you think that football is safer than no football. But you also know that you will be blamed if there is football, whereas you can duck any blame if you cancel football altogether. So what he's saying is pretty much, um, and he even said this earlier in his letter, that um, he's talked to athletic directors from the Power Five, and they have said that they do think that having football is safer for the athletes because of reasons we'll get into in a bit with just the safety and the medical staff that they have with these programs. Uh, but pretty much these prince or these presidents are just trying to um, avoid any blame that they can. And so they think the easiest way to do that is just to not have football. So um, he did voice his support for college football along with President Trump, Shaquille O'Neal, Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh, and Trevor Lawrence, along with so many others. Um, but I really appreciated what Trevor Lawrence had to say. He said in a tweet, people are just as much, if not more, risk if we don't play. Players will be sent home to their own communities where social distancing is highly unlikely and medical care and expenses will be placed on the families if they were to contract COVID-19. Not to mention the players coming from situations that are not good for them slash their future having to go back to that. Football is a safe haven for so many people. We are more likely to get the virus in everyday life than playing football. Having a season also incentivizes players being safe and taking all right precautions to avoid contracting COVID because the season slash teammates safety is on the line. Without the season, as we've already seen, people will not social distance or wear masks or take the proper precautions. So that was a quote from, or that was his whole entire tweet, not just a quote from Trevor Lawrence from a couple of days ago when everything started on social media with the hashtag we want to play um, and players voicing their support for the season. Um, I also wanted to include that Jim Harbaugh did have a statement for his support for the season. Um, he said that this is not based off just what he wants, it's based off the facts. Um, Michigan has only had 11 positive tests from the entire football program. And out of the last 353 tests administered, there have been zero positive tests. Um, there's also been no contract tracing that indicates that the fields, weight rooms, or the locker, or the football facility had any reason for these positive tests. So I really appreciate when I see these figures speaking out on this issue, and I just wanted to include some of them. Um, just so you guys have a little bit of a well-rounded view of the amount of people who are supporting this. Um, and I think it's very interesting that Trevor Lawrence is so supportive of this because he truly has the least on the line right now out of all of the NCAA. He is pretty much a shoe-in for the first overall pick if he plays or doesn't play this season. And so the fact that he so desperately wants this season and is advocating so 
loudly for it, I think says a lot. A lot about his character and a lot about how important this is. So now that I've kind of given you some background on it, I have a couple of issues with this decision that the Big Ten made. I have four that I would like to talk about. The first issue I have is the timing of everything. Time. Why now? I really, I know I mentioned the thing about the heart condition and like that being the spur for all of this, but really, why now? I know for the SEC, there's a later start date for all of this. I think SEC is September 26. There's so many reasons that this is so helpful. I mean, we all know the, the future is incredibly unpredictable right now. That's, that's obvious, but the timing is key for this. I mean, first of all, you have all these students coming back in middle August. Um, we need to allow time as universities for that to do what it will, see what happens, make sure football is not the blame for the impending coronavirus outbreak in all of these big college towns. Um, and so having that time is super important for the reputation of the programs. Also, just having time to streamline the protocol, input regulations. I mean, I really don't understand why we're still like so concerned about this. We've had plenty of time um, and multiple student athletes from big schools, Alabama, Texas A&M, have come out to say that they are 100% confident with the regulations and protocols that their programs are putting in place and that they feel safe in their environment. And so I think that even more time to implement those programs, I think that's the best possible thing that these schools could do. And I really, really respect that decision to push the start date back a month, whether or not for myself, that was something that I was excited for, you know, as a college student. Um, also, I would like to point out that all of the students are probably going to be taking their courses online. I know for my university, we have the option to, if, even if our classes are in person, there is an online option for this semester. Um, and so I can almost guarantee you that these student athletes are taking that option if for anything else, just for the sake of having more time in their schedule, you know, they don't have to go to class. But for safety purposes, I can guarantee you these college football players are absolutely taking the online courses. And so I really don't think the students coming back would be a problem for academic purposes. I think it's more um, a worry when it comes to social lives of the athletes. And so that's something that needs to be handled within the programs. And uh, will really vary just depending on, you know, the personality of each program. So first issue was time. Now my second issue is the careers and how this is going to determine the future of so many young athletes. Um, if we really say we care about the athletes, I think the careers is something that we really need to focus on, not above health, but very close to it. Joe Burrow tweeted how he would be looking for a job right now if this happened during his senior year of college. Um, and that is probably the best example I can give you, most current, um, most accurate, and just pinpoint on what is happening. He probably, he was a first round draft pick of the NFL draft this year. But if it was, you know, this situation, but in 2019, he would not be having a job. He would not be the first round draft pick. He would just be like a normal college student that graduates and is going into the workforce. Also, something about this is I know that a lot of the um, programs have said that obviously like they won't use up a year of eligibility if we're not able to play, 
Um, but I think that does not consider the fact that not every player necessarily wants to be in college for an extra year, um, especially those seniors who probably weren't, aren't going to be drafted no matter what happens. Um, there's no guarantee that this is the best option for them. And I really don't think that it's fair to just be like, well, we're going to delay your life a year. Sorry. Like, I just, I don't personally agree with that. I think the detriment on the career is something that really needs to be considered from these decision makers because, I mean, at the end of the day, most of them will be okay um, health-wise, but a lot of people's careers are at risk right now. So that's something that I have an issue with. My third issue is the economic issue that is ugh, impending. It's a huge, huge bomb that's about to explode. It's a $4 billion bomb, okay? Um, if that's, that's the number for the entire Power Five that has been thrown around since, you know, mid-May that if football doesn't happen, that's the amount of money that will be lost. Um, and I, as a college student myself, I just worry about this number because it probably is going to have an effect on my education and my quality of education. I have no idea what that will mean for professors. Will they still have a job? Uh, will the staff at the university, will that, you know, cause layoffs? I mean, there is a huge, huge problem that I think it's being talked about, but it's not really, like, prioritized in any sense. Um, and I think that's that's pretty poor. Definitely is something that needs to be um, really, really looked into. Maybe they're doing that behind the scenes and I just don't know about it. That's very, very likely, but the ec economic just tragedy that is, um, on, on the horizon is very, very scary. Um, and my last point for my personal issues with this is, um, the national morale. I think, um, this could be a big turning point for us as a country as we battle this, this virus. I think if we really prioritize having this football season, it will really encourage everybody to wear the mask, stay safe. If we just cancel everything, people are just going to give up. Um, and I don't think that that's the best option for us. Um, we really, we really just need to put up, um, a strong example of what we are trying to get back to in a safe way, of course. But I think that is super important because I have seen morale of myself and my community members really fall recently. So um, those are pretty much my four points for this. Um, I definitely understand if there's things that are not being told to the public. I totally get that. But from my point of view as a college student, that's kind of where I stand for that first headline. Um, now moving on to headline number two that I want to talk about, which is very, very interesting, I think, is that the SEC is recruiting teams to add to the 2020 season. Um, I am very, very interested by this. This was reported by Dan Patrick, who's a U.S. sportscaster, um, and even on Twitter, Ohio State linebacker Mitchell, um, he tweeted, can we play SEC then? Which that sentiment was retweeted and supported by Ohio State's wide receiver coach. So, that is interesting to me, which I'll get into why in a second. Um, but I do have some questions. I have four questions when it comes to this headline. Um, first question, is this possible? I Technically, yes, this is possible, but it's extremely complicated. 
Um, will we have the time to implement this? I don't think so. Um, I, I can only imagine how much goes into something like this. Um, I know that I probably am not the most informed on it, but I can imagine that, man, there's a lot that goes into this. Um, and also, if you think about it, schools like Ohio State that, like I just said, were tweeting, or the players were tweeting that they wanted this, they are the ones who said no in this vote. I know it was the president, it wasn't the football teams, but um, I would imagine that the president needs to sign off on something like this. So that would be quite the interesting change of pace if they're like voting no for a football season and then they just switched conferences and had a football season anyway. I don't think that's um, going to happen. But I also want to point out the fact that we just switched to conference only because we thought it would be easier for contact tracing and testing and what other protocols that we have. Um, but I don't really think that this is going to happen because we just made such a big deal about how great this will be for our football programs. This will make it possible. But now we're just going to like throw everyone in some super conference. I just personally do not think that that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, so now the next question is, who would we add? Who would the SEC add to their conference for this year? Um, I know quickly a lot of people are quick to bring out Oklahoma, University of Texas. Those are the teams that I have seen all over Twitter um, when it comes to this question. As a Texas A&M student, I would absolutely adore having a UT A&M game. Um, that rivalry is something that I personally really want to see again. Um, so I think that would be super awesome if they added them personally. Ohio Oklahoma would be put in their place. Um, honestly, Ohio State would probably give us a run for their, our money. I won't lie. But um, those that team and Oregon are the two that I think might have a chance as well if this happens. Um, but this also begs the question, which this is not one of my four questions, but what, what are we, like, how are we going to say, yes, we want you, no, we don't want you? I mean, clearly the point of this is financial, which is, we'll get into in a second, but, you know, they're not just going to let in, like, Liberty University or something, because nobody is really going to care. I mean, the point of having this super conference is to have these big playoff-like games every single weekend, so... It should be interesting, if this is to happen, who they end up picking. Um, my third question is, what is the SEC trying to gain from this? Um, obviously, financially, this would be huge, 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 huge. Um, they would be able to make some serious buck off of their TV contracts, and I think that it would just be a great... Everyone would want to watch these games. I mean, imagine. Imagine the publicity and how excited people would be, the fact that there's no competing games from the Big Ten or possibly the Pac-12 could be huge. Um, and I think that they're really trying to capitalize on that right now. Um, again, we'll see if it happens. I think there also is a place where they can gain recruiting status through this. Not that the SEC really needs any more recruiting status, let's be honest. They, they tend to dominate in the recruiting world. But, I mean, at this point, they're operating in the players' first mentality not that I'm trying to save my own butt and not get blamed mentality. And so I think that it's super important for the recruiting standpoint. And it can only help, I mean, truly can only help the fact that they said, you know, 2020, we wanted to play football. We prioritize the athletes. I think it's a great selling point. So I, I respect it. I think it's a great 
economically, it's a great idea. Recruiting-wise, it's a great idea. So let's see if we can actually pan it out. Um, and this begs my last question. Do I think it will happen? Um, and again, just one girl's opinion, but I personally do not think that this is going to happen. Um, mostly because of what I said about the conferences and how we, we went to a conference schedule for a reason. So why are we switching it now? It doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, I love the idea. Do not get me wrong if it happens. I hope this, this statement ages poorly. I really do. I would love to see it. Um, it would really just like make 2020 fantastic for me. Um, I would love to see that. I think it's way too complicated to pull off in a month. I have no idea what goes into it, but I can imagine it's a lot. Um, but I do think that we still have a very good possibility for a season with the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC as they are. And that is definitely something that should be pushed for until there is literally no other option. And then, okay, fine, let's put them in a super conference and see what happens. So that is pretty much my take on all of the crazy headlines that have come out in the past 48 hours. Thank you so much for listening. Please do not forget to subscribe and leave a review. And I will see you next time on the Miss American Football Podcast.